welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is officially August. August. Welcome to the month of August, everyone. Woo! It's hot, hot, hot. Oh, God, seriously. It's like we're hitting that point of summer where I'm like, okay. <laughs> Megan's ready for spooky season. This was enough now. This was great for about four weeks, and then I got over it. And now I would like to go back to more reasonable weather. I'd like to open my windows and yeah, turn I off know. the AC, yeah. I think, more than anything. is like what a lot I of like. AC this summer, given how crap the weather's been. Oh my god. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, normally I can turn the AC on and off yeah. a little bit. Do we it's... have any people experiencing something similar? Maybe you are, maybe you are also in Canada and you can relate to So this. hot and sticky this summer. Oh, it's been awful, even though it's been raining for about, like, 65% yep. of the summer Pretty so Pretty much. Yep. Uh, but obviously we've hit a new month, which means that we're heading into a new theme for the month of August. And I guess partially because it's hot and sticky and gross, we maybe still wanted to do something fun to kind of like close, officially sort of close out the summer. So for the whole month of August, we're going to be talking about rom-coms. Rom-coms. Yeah. Everything to do with, you know, romantic comedies in literature. We're going to talk about some adaptations, including an upcoming one that I think a lot of people are really excited about that we're going to talk about later this month. Um a lot of like the elements to them I guess like you know like why they kind of still continue to be so popular and what we like about them yeah yeah pretty much because this is our podcast (laughs) (laughs) so you gotta listen to us (laughs) or you don't but please do please do (laughs) we love you and we're happy that you're here (laughs) yeah we're Um, we're not big enough to make those types of absolutely not (laughs) no one is really anyway um so we're gonna kick things off today and get all of that sort of rom-com fun stuff started and we're going to talk about tropes and rom-coms kind of the elements of what makes for a good one and some of like our favorite picks you know that we've come across over the years and that we're interested in so before we do all of that shireen what is on your nightstand right now all right well my nightstand is a little bit oversaturated. I felt like you were you were leading up to something so intense when I asked you. That no, question. Uh, I'll be honest. I think uh, I'm having like a little bit of like um, reader's block, but like in a weird way. Okay. Like I've got like three books on the go that I just cannot finish. And, like, I'm being stubborn in wanting to finish them. Okay. But what's happening is that I'm therefore not picking up anything else and I'm like stagnating on my reading I I'm always curious about this actually if anybody like you know ever reaches out to us I'd be so curious to know um if other people kind of go through this to these points where like how do you feel about the idea of like a DNF like did not finish a book how do you feel about it are you that type of person who's always going to finish it even if you really really don't enjoy it are you actually going to just you know, get halfway through, really not be liking it and drop it part of the way through. Because I know that a lot of people have really varying opinions Mm -hmm. on that and whether or not like they're comfortable doing stuff like that. So that's always an interesting thing. Yeah. And, you know, having three of them on the go, I feel bad, like not finishing any of them. What are these three books? (laughs) So I've got, um, I'm still stuck on the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I still haven't finished that one. I feel like we've been talking about this for like two months now. (laughs) I know. I need to just... I think that one's going to have to be a DNF. Okay. Um, I've got It Happened One Summer. Yeah. Um, and that one's not that it's a DNF. I think it's just because I've been trying so hard to finish the other two. Yeah. That I haven't put enough attention on this one. But I did start it. And it did seem fun. Talking about rom-coms. Yeah. No, very um, appropriate. So really need to finish that one. And then uh, the third one I have on the go is The Last House Guest, which is just like... Oh, it's yeah. supposed to be a th- 
thriller and I think I've talked about this a few times now where I'm like trying to get through this damn thing <laughs> and I'm like god like these twists in this book are just not interesting like it's like <laughs> you know and then she'll just be like oh and you know done 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 like we're le- leaving the chapter on a cliffhanger I'm like well it's not really much of a cliffhanger <laughs> like it's like I guess like it's okay but like wow so yeah so I think that one's gonna have to be a DNF so fair with with that like all out I think it's gonna have to be it happened one summer very cute um based I think the character is based on um somebody from Schitt's Creek Alexis from Schitt's Creek that's what I had read that I believe I think Tessa Bailey is the author I've read a couple of her other books and I think that's it she said that in writing this one she based the character um like the lead character on Alexis from Schitt's Creek which is which has put it on my list because I'm a Schitt's Creek fan so I was like oh I gotta get to that one you can borrow it from me when I'm done it's not very long so I really need to just get on it yeah. Uh, what about you, Megan? Um, I am also in the rom-com space, and because I wanted to get to this, because I haven't before the movie drops, I'm I just just started Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, so I don't have an opinion right now, oh, right, okay. <laughs> other than to say that I know the love that this book gets, according to the internet, at least. Um, and I'm I definitely want to just it's, it's a rom-com. It usually doesn't take me very long to get through one, so I really want to kind of get through all of it before the before the end of like before you know august 11th happens and it drops on prime because spoiler alert for anybody who's not aware there's a movie adaptation coming out that's going to be on amazon prime this Looks month great some yeah. big names in it too surprisingly yes i know so Uma thurman's in it it's r-rated which is going to be interesting yeah i wonder what that's all about we'll have to see once it actually drops and we can watch it i'm curious on the level of spice yeah and what we'll get but you know what it looks like it's going to be a fun time so i'm all about that and i'm all about finishing this book too to see what kind of a time it is as well yeah um so let's get started let's talk about let's talk about some rom-com tropes because they can be pretty easily distinguishable i would say you get about two chapters into a book and you're like all right i know what i'm doing i know where i am right now (laughs) um so obviously i think it goes without saying that enemies to lovers is probably the most used trope i think in not just rom-coms romance in general yeah romantic stories even if romance isn't the main focus of whatever book it is that you're reading if there's a romantic element most of the time it's going to be an enemies to lovers kind of thing i mean it's that that's my favorite romance trope i think Even it's a it lot of people's favorite romance. i'm a big fan of a good enemies to lovers like you just love it like you know that this is gonna end up like in the opposite direction yes. but it's just fun to see them hating on each other for sure for a while at the beginning and like this can be a range of hating on each other from like, you know, the kooky fun, like sabotaging oh, for sure. yes. each other yes. like in a workplace or like with friends in a high school, like you name it, like it can be like kooky and fun or it can be like serious enemies I mean, to lovers yeah. where you're yeah. like, whoa. You can definitely, but yeah, I would say definitely if we're in the rom-com sphere of things, it definitely tends to lean more towards the, that's it, like we're sabotaging each other in yeah. like a life situation or a work situation or, or yeah. whatever things like that I think that like good at good sort of examples of that are like the hating game yeah. by Sally Thorne which like spoiler we're going to be talking about that this month anyway yep. so that's like probably one of like the top examples and it also 
it it intertwines like it intertwines several different I think smaller tropes right. within its enemies to lovers. It introduces the idea of forced proximity because yes, it's an, an, that, an office yeah. romance because it's all taking place within like their workspace, and it introduces another trope that I think that not everybody always talks about, but I do see recommendations when people are looking for stuff like that are books where the guy falls first. Yeah, you don't get those very often. Um, often it's like the the girl. Or it's know. like at the same time the same or something. Time. Like it's developing, it's yeah. happening, blah, 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 blah. But, but yeah. Yeah, those those are always good. Like I think that there's always like a, a sweetness to them that yes. you don't get um, with the others. So I do, yeah, you're right. I do really like an enemies to lovers where there's probably like a forced proximity and the guy falls first. And the first. guy falls first and he like, like admits it I, part of the way. If through. I were really going to break down like yeah. my favorite <laughs> rom-com, that would be it. Like, and yeah. you've got things like even... Okay, it's not a rom-com, but, like, I can't keep, stop thinking about, like, Purple Hearts, you know? Oh, yeah. Where, like, they're, like, enemies, kind of. They're forced into this situation for these reasons. Yeah. And then they end up, he falls in love with her first, you know? Like, there's there's a lot of these out there. So oh, for sure. So, fan of those, yeah. Yeah, those are, yeah, that's it. That falls into, like, a totally different sphere of, like, a much more, like, drama-focused mm. one. P.S., the guy who's in the film adaptation of Purple Hearts is going to be in Red, White, and Royal Blue. He plays Prince Henry, so... He looks so different with it's hair. the hair. <laughs> the hair looks really different. <laughs> Makes him look a lot shorter. Well, <laughs> maybe just because the other one's a bit taller than him. Maybe. That's perfect. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we came across that and I was like, oh, look, people I've seen in other romance stuff because the other yeah. guy is the one from the kissing booth. Is he? Yeah, he's the second choice guy as of like, what, the second movie or uh, whatever? Because yeah. they always have to introduce a second love interest at some What's point. His name? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes, I'm sure that's what his name is. <laughs> I think the actor's name is Zach something. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> we'll have more information on that for the actual episode. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great one. Uh, another one that I've, <laughs> I like that has a lot of those same tropes, not the office romance part, but a lot of those same tropes is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. They're like a very, very popular rom-com writing duo, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the Unhoneymooners is like a big like a big, I guess I find anyway, like a pretty perfect example of that. Uh, and it also, again, has other tropes to it because it's about a, like a woman whose twin is getting married to this guy and she really doesn't get along with his brother. Everybody gets really bad food poisoning at the reception, except for her and the brother. So they wind up taking their honeymoon trip together to like Hawaii or whatever. And of course, obviously feelings, you know, develop, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's another one of the ones where like the guy fell for, First. Yep. Uh, there's also that um, Allie Hazelwood one, the Kylo Ren fan fiction. Oh, uh, the love hypothesis. Yes, there. which I still can't believe I spent real money on. I um, okay, but <laughs> this I is think, an unpopular opinion. But I have so far, I have read two Allie Hazelwood books now. I read the love hypothesis, yes. and I also had received um, an ARC of um, Love Theoretically, which I believe is her latest one yeah. uh, through NetGalley, which I did read. And I also did not enjoy very much because I don't think I'm a big fan of Allie Hazelwood's. And I know a lot of people are going to be pissed about that. But I really, she has, unfortunately, the trope that she leans into, which is, again, like a subtrope that I very much dislike, mm-hmm. is that of a girl who I can see. And in a lot of romance, yes, this is the case. It's sort of like, wow, I've never had sex this good before, mm. which I can understand because it, it really drives home a lot of the point of like the connection that the characters have. Right. However, there's something 
infantilizing about the way that Allie Hazelwood's stories create these lead female characters, which is either like, oh, the whole like I'm a virgin part, which is a love hypothesis thing. Yeah. In love, theoretically, that's not the case, but it's one of those like, oh, I've I've basically thought I was asexual because I've never experienced any pleasure right. until this person. And I just... Those are ones that well, I don't like because it's always how pure can the girl be for us? Yeah. Well, right? like, and it's like, oh, the girl is so pure because she has to be, which like, you know, is like a twilight thing yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And it just, it bugs me. Those are the kinds of things that get on my nerves because I'm always like, no, sorry. That's, you're like infantilizing this like 20 yeah. something year old woman. And, and I don't like, like and I haven't read love theoretically, but the love hypothesis, she's like a PhD student. So She's mm-hmm. not dumb, you know. No, and no, like, that's it. So, these are like, intelligent. These are women, it, women in STEM, which is like kind of its own subculture of romance right. at this point. I've seen quite a few of those. Right. And so, yeah. So I've only read the one um, by her. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe this one kind of teeters on the edge of not necessarily just being enemies to lovers, but being like it's the power dynamic that's getting taken advantage of. Because he's a professor. Yeah. yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. I mean, and you see that in a lot of books as well. Like, mm-hmm. again, like a lot of romance, it's the, you know, man in a position of power, you know. Who... And it's supposed to be sexy, but it just makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah. oh no, God. <laughs> yeah. And like, not like when it's done in a way where they're like slight, on slightly more even footing, but when there's a clear distinction between yeah. your position and their position kind right. of thing as like, you know, you're like basically like female character or more feminine identifying character I should say in the relationship itself versus the more masculine identifying of the two it gets yeah it gets weird it gets messy messy. we don't don't love that but anyway those are those are really good examples um I read another one of Tessa Bailey's books because you were just talking about it during the intro My Killer Vacation Mm. which is also like a bit more of an enemies to lovers type of thing as well uh sort of working on a slight mystery together like grumpy bounty hunter and like a teacher kind of thing who like come together and like form a relationship all that kind of stuff so that's another one of those but yeah enemies to lovers right up at the top everybody loves it (laughs) and what's your opinion on friends to lovers another very popular trope it's weird because like I find that it can happen and usually I guess usually it's like an unrequited kind of thing when you have your friends to lovers. Normally one of them has feelings for the other one Mm. first and like they're trying to build towards um, actually having a relationship. Um, I guess, you know what the thing is? I do like, like friends to lovers I think can be really fun, but I can understand why it's not quite as popular because there's like less conflict, generally speaking. For sure. And it's like, there's always that like, layer of awkwardness I find you know when you have an enemies to lovers like the characters aren't afraid of just coming straight out and be like no I don't like you or like oh I hate this person whereas when it's your friend there's always inevitably like kind of a a bump in the story where one of them doesn't want to ruin the friendship and that's technically the conflict I think yes usually yeah um and it's just uncomfortable for the reader like I just feel like eh like I've yeah, okay, if it works out, great, but, but you I can could all... really ruin your friendship. <laughs> but it's funny, too, I wonder if that awkwardness comes from the fact that friends to lovers is a more realistic trope in terms of, like, as a person in real life, what you would experience, yeah. and it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. you got to turn down that person if you don't feel or that way. Or vice versa, yeah, that's yeah. it. Or it's like, you know, there's always inevitably that, like, you know 
inner turmoil of, well, I don't really like them now, yeah. but if I start looking at them differently, there was um, a book that I read last summer. I think it was called Love and Other Words. Um, oh, yes. That's a Christina Lauren book. Oh, yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Have you read it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, that and that one... was a Friends to Lovers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would say Friends to Lovers and also another one that falls in there to like second chance romance. Yes. Because like you tried it once before and now we're like yeah. meeting up again yeah. several in years later. Several years later. Yeah. Yes. And and those two tropes can be closely tied, right? For because sure. if you're a friend, you try it out, doesn't work, then you kind of drift apart in the friendship yes and then if you reconnect years later then it can be that second for sure romance for sure. for sure so i get that um i think another one within the sphere i guess of that that doesn't have to be enemies enemies to lovers is probably like opposites attract yeah that one's a lot less um there's just a lot less contention it's <laughs> yeah. just that like they're like oh we're really different people and it seems weird and normally i find that one stems more from the people around them being like really you guys are really and like the characters i guess other than rather than being mad at each other they're more surprised that they're entering into a relationship or, or that they're different or not indifferent but no. it, it, it takes a little bit longer for them to get started because of the you know, they meet, they like each other based on who they are. And then you get to your point, all the external like influence coming yeah. in, which casts doubt normally for one. Yes, for sure. But you do get, but both. you do get both. Yeah. Um, and then it causes like that kind of awkwardness at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. Like, that's the it. So will they, won't they. I get what you mean. Like it seems, it seems like those are instances in which your romance is a bit more of a slow burn. Like it takes yeah. a little longer for us to get there and for things to like get started more because yeah. like people are not expecting it to happen exactly. so it just does yeah. those are like I'm trying to I like wrote a couple of things down those are things like Beach Read by Emily Henry mm. that's definitely one that's like an opposites attract kind of thing two writers staying at two sort of summer houses next to each other mm -hmm. they went to college together and stuff like that so they know each other but they're like you know kind of both working on different types of books than what their norm is when they're writing yeah. and like the lead she's dealing with personal things at the same time as well and it's kind of like the development of that relationship but there's definitely an element of slow burn in there for sure and they're just different types of people I think that opposites attract also you see that Sometimes if you're like, oh, what does that mean? Think of it. Sometimes the trope is called grumpy versus sunshine. <laughs> so it's yeah. like usually the, again, the more male identifying character is like cranky. <laughs> that, that's what it happened one summer is like. The, yes, exactly. The, yeah, that kind it's of. It's her. She's all like rich and bubbly and, and yeah. bubbly. and then he's like cranky and cranky. like small town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. it. And that happen, it happens a lot. Big city and small town people coming together. Yeah. That tends to be your opposites attract. Like a lot of people will write about that kind of dynamic because people tend to be really different from each other there's another one called uh, practice makes perfect by sarah adams which yeah. is i think a, a newer one like sweet small town flower shop owner and uh bodyguard to like a really famous right. singer yeah. type of thing you know all tattooed and stuff and she's all cute and blonde and sweet yeah and whatever that kind of thing too um yeah. and i read one a little while ago called love in the time of serial killers <laughs> 
Um, there's, it was cute. Like it was a cute romance in of the course, end. That was a cute romance. It was. No, it was because honestly, <laughs> it it unfortunately, I think I was a little bit disappointed in it because I thought it was going to be more of a mystery than it was, and then it really just shifted into straight romance, and I was a little bit sad about it because I wanted there to be more of an element yeah. of I'm not sure until right at the end. Right. <laughs> Fair guess. enough. Fair enough. And what's interesting about the opposites attract is that it sometimes gets tagged like under other tropes, like. Um, you know, rich versus poor or like, you know, popular versus unpopular. No one wants to hear this, but Fifty Shades of Grey probably falls under opposites attract. Fifty Shades of Grey is just fucking weird. It is, but if you had to like pick something (laughs) for it, technically, because it's not enemies to lovers. That's not the way it works. they try and do that like for a little bit. For like two seconds, but she's like, I'm so attracted to him that it it doesn't really work. I hate him because he's rude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that one's opposites attract. Yeah, I'd say so. More than like an enemies to lovers or anything, or friends, definitely a friends to lovers, but more than like enemies to lovers, I would say that it's more of an opposites attract thing. Although not a rom-com. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, it is funny if you want to take it from that perspective. Funny it's because not of meant to be. funny because of poor writing and circumstance, <laughs> and then you know poor casting choices. For oh, the movie. so bad! They did Jamie Dornan so dirty. So bad, poor Jamie Dornan. <laughs> Although he might still like you know exist and have been able to get other jobs because of it. So good for him. So yeah, way to go, Jamie. Dornan. You got to find the silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another one that pops up oftentimes with. I think eh, probably especially enemies to lovers, but friends to lovers can definitely do this too because people can be like roommates or whatever is forced proximity. Mm. So you work together, you live together, you're in a situation where you come together like, I don't know. school together. Yeah, that's it. Or you've had to draw up a contract for some reason. Oh yeah, because like, that's when you that's when you get into your fake dating, yeah, fake marriage exactly. trope that you throw under exactly. there too is forced proximity because you're forced and, to be around each normal, other. And normal, and then like with that, you normally weave in like an enemies to lovers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's it. Where it's like enemies to lovers and forced proximity are all thrown in there. What am I thinking of right now? Oh yeah. Oh my god. There's actually this really funny book just because of the circumstances of it that I read maybe a year or two ago what's it called you deserve each other um and it's actually very funny because it's like a couple who are already engaged um but they've gotten into too much of a rut and I think over like they've been together for a couple of years and Mm. I think both of them haven't felt like they can be honest about everything like you know about who they really are with each other and all that kind of stuff yeah um they realize that they can't break up because like they'll whoever breaks up with whoever will be stuck with the huge bill for all of the wedding preparations that have been done so, <laughs> so they, they're just gonna get married so out they of start no but they start trying to sabotage each other like oh in God. the house like doing things but of course through that it's like refinding that connection yeah. with them as a couple and why they fell in love in the first place but it's just like the circumstances of it are actually pretty funny i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty funny um, and I didn't, I, I just, I had a good time with it, you know, and when they actually yeah. do kind of like, you know, get back, like sort of get back to a better place and stuff, it's actually quite sweet. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that one. Um, and that's a good, I guess that's a good sort of example of like forced proximity. I think another one too is, um, this book called The Flat Share. Um, didn't they make a movie out of that? I don't know. Or 
did I see a movie? Anyway. Um, Which is basically a girl goes through a bad breakup, has no money because she works at like, you know, a very, very minimal paying job. And so takes this like flat share option with this guy who's like a, like a night nurse basically at a hospital, like an ICU. Yeah. And so he's there during the day and she's there at night and they never see each other. Right. But they start leaving each other notes and getting to know each other. And then it's like physically getting to the point where they're meeting and forming a relationship through, but without ever having seen each other before that anyway it's right. cute it's a cute one I liked it <laughs> <laughs> well there you go I'm I'm like looking at my bookshelf now like I love rom-coms and I'm like where when have I read rom-coms like I'm like what have I read I don't know mostly romance are they all on your kindle <laughs> I know they're like mostly romance oh. that I read. like I've got you know. Oh, your fucking obsession with Nicholas Sparks, you. Well, that's it. Like, that's like pure romance, I don't, right? See, like, I don't do that. Mine needs to be funny. Yeah. If it's not funny, I'm like, meh. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, like, a lot of the books that you're men- mentioning right now, like, I've got two Emily Henry books on my shelf that I haven't yet read. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is about Emily Henry's books. I just like them. Yeah, like, I think I need to move on from these three that are giving me, like, reader's block and, like, if you, you know. If you need to, like, get rid of at least one or yeah. two of them, whatever it is, like or all of them and just like go with something else instead and maybe come back to something later yes (laughs) as it were like that's it like these types of books are the types of books I'm going to be reading for the rest of the summer because I'm like it's easy it's easy well that's it like make our way through them you know exactly I I made the mistake of like trying to pick up like a summer thriller and that's just not my jam. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas I'm, it's more, it's much more up on my list. I'm more likely to do something like that. Yeah. And it's fine. Let's try to be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that's it. Then I think you also can get into, I guess like your fake dating, your fake stuff like that too can happen. But I think you can also get into your second chance romance with those yeah. two, which also can fall into like your friends to lovers yeah. trope and stuff as well. Because, you know, people meet up after several years like we were saying like love in other words has that kind of vibe to it yeah. because it's like you know a meeting after like 10 years of not speaking to each other and then like trying things again or like getting started with things again admitting people's feelings for one another yeah. that they never did before blah blah and blah. then isn't happy place by emily henry kind yes of set, second chance it, yeah it's yeah. definitely that's the closest to it that you're gonna get basically because yeah. like the couple have technically broken up yeah but there really are a lot of unresolved feelings there and again forced proximity they're all staying yeah. at the same beach house yeah you know there you go so see they're all they're all interwoven yeah you know and I think that that brings us to our whole idea of like what makes good rom-coms yeah. and I think that a lot of it is interweaving several tropes together I was gonna say like I think if you take these all separate like if I were reading a book that was just second chance romance yeah eh, you know yeah. like it, it's always fun to have that like meeting moment you yes know? and like reading about that you need a meet cute in exactly your so um yeah and I think really weaving them together getting a layer of at least two mm-hmm. is what's really going to give you a better rounded story because otherwise you're as a reader you're just left feeling a little bit like shortchanged yeah. yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I think you need you need a little bit of all of it. So if it's forced proximity, is it also friends to lovers? If yeah. it's uh, or enemies to lovers, yeah, or enemies to lovers. If it's if it's enemies to lovers, is it also an office romance? Yeah. If that's something that you like, you know, is it also oh the guy fell first? Yeah, exactly. That kind if of it's thing. Opposites attract. Is it you know? Yeah, second chance romance. Second chance romance. Is it? Yeah, I think that there's many many options out there. Uh, the great thing is that it seems that we're seeing more and more of them on the shelves these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is, like, 
like anytime you walk into any major bookstore and it's like summer read ideas and stuff, that's what you get yep. the majority of the time if it's not like thrillers. Yeah. Like you've got one table for thrillers, one table for like rom com. And then you got one for spicy fantasy. Yeah, true. Yeah. But <laughs> like I find that's it's, all. I don't like, know if it's as predominant during the summer that they do that, but they definitely they, do it's it. It's already, it's definitely there. I but. literally saw, I think I literally saw a photo online the other day that someone had posted where they had said like they went to their local Barnes and Noble. Oh, yeah. And it was like levels the levels of spice, of spice like yeah. one little hot pepper, two, three, four, and yeah. five, basically, yeah. depending on how spicy the story definitely. was. And it's funny because you went from the rom coms all the way down to fantasy, basically. Yes, it bottom. like was like five hot peppers, and yeah. it's like, yep. And you're like, wow. <laughs> what gotta, I'm talking about. Gotta pick me up some of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I was like zooming into that picture. I'm like, which are these what books? Are these like, ones? what are these? I'm gonna need to go buy those. Yes. <laughs> um, I just think that rom-coms make a great little addition to your yeah. summer bookshelf. And even if it's, even if during the rest of the year, it's not your vibe at all, it can just be like a really fun, really easy kind of thing yeah. to read when it's hot and sticky outside and you're at the pool or at the beach and you're being distracted half the time anyway, because whoever is with it's you won't true. stop talking or you got to go get other Guilty. drinks or you got to go get more drinks or you want to yeah. go on the water for yeah. a little while or you go get food. And if you drop off of it and come back to it, it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing. Like I always find, I guess that's why I'm like, oh, like, you know, especially it happened one summer, like I could definitely get back into this because it's so like an easy. easy one. Of course. So I don't feel too bad about that one, you know? Um, and that's what's so great about rom-coms is that they're not complicated, like no. you said, and you can just come back to them like like a while later. Legitimately. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever you think about it and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> But what do you guys think of rom-coms? You know, do you love them? Do you hate them? Or are you just like, why the fuck are you guys even talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> Give us some classic literature. Give them some, yeah, that's it. And some people stick to their genres that they prefer the whole year. I'm like a seasonal reader. I mean, mm. I'm a mood reader, like very much a mood reader. I really have yeah. trouble getting through certain books if I'm like not jamming In with the them mood. at all. Yeah. Um, and then I can read them three months later and have a great time. Yeah. It depends. Fair enough. Um, you guys can let us know about that <laughs> over on Instagram at fullybookedca or over on threads and where you can just search fullybookedca as well. You can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.